Hello and welcome to another episode of Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam. Today is Thursday and we are back with another episode. And for this episode, I'm talking with Amanda Cross of The Happy Arkansan. And she's been on the podcast a few times before, so she's pretty much my most regular guest now. Um, And we're talking about Instagram for bloggers because Instagram is not always a happy, fun place. And it really ties in with Amanda's new podcast, which is called The Happiness Looks Like Me Podcast, and I'll link it in the show notes, so definitely check that out. And I just wanted to chat with her about how to survive Instagram, because sometimes Instagram makes me really angry, and sometimes it's not a very realistic presentation of what blogging really is. So let's just dive right into it, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. So start again by introducing yourself. You've been on the podcast before, but introduce yourself again. Um, my name is Amanda, and I am a blogger and freelancer and all-around awesome person. Yeah, that's all you really need to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. And so I had you on because you recently started your own podcast all about Instagram, and I thought it would be great to talk with you. Not only about your podcast, but also about Instagram, like specifically for bloggers, because I talked about Sarah from Sarah's Drive. We talked about mental health online, but we didn't really focus that much on Instagram. So I thought it'd be great to like really go in depth on Instagram, especially since Instagram like stopped working yesterday. Like, what was that? So it's very timely, even though this will be out a week later, but it's still fresh. So talk a little bit about your podcast and what you're trying to do. Yes, yeah, so the Happiness Looks Like Me podcast, it's really just talking about happiness in an Instagram world, but it's going to be focused somewhat on Instagram, but just happiness in general and figuring out how to, like, be a person in today's age, where, like, happiness is so often, like, described as, like, what you see online and the kind of stuff that you see online, like, all the people having, like, balling lives and, like, having, like, and living their best life, and maybe you're not doing that yourself, and figuring out how you can manage your own happiness and be positive, but also understanding, like, your negative feelings and um, how to approach those in a way that doesn't make you wallow in in sadness, (laughs) but also in a way that um, helps you not, like, put on a brave, happy face, like, 24-7, because I've kind of done both, the wallowing and the, like, trying to be so positive that, like, nothing can, like, penetrate my happiness shield. Um, and neither, 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 yeah, neither one of those really work. You kind of need to have a mixture of the two and just, like, try to find your happy balance. So that's kind of what the podcast is about. Yeah, in your first episode, you talked a little bit about how you um, used to post, like, excessively happy things on Instagram. And I think you even had this one part where you were like someone in your family died and you were still posting like these very optimistic things and I was like uh I relate to that because so many times like I've had really crappy things happen but I feel like I can't talk about them because that'll shatter like the everything is perfect illusion and it just really sucks so yeah it's good to address that for what it is yeah for sure that moment like it was actually worse because I had made a month dedicated to it like I was It wasn't even, like, I'm always really positive on social media. Like, that's just kind of my personality. But at this point, like, I made, like, a positivity month where that entire month, like, literally 15 days after someone important in my family died, I was like, hey, let's just have this entire month dedicated to happiness and positivity. And, like, looking back, it was not the best way to deal with that situation, Um, obviously. (laughs) But That's um, really extreme. (laughs) Yeah, it was. I mean... I don't know. It's just, like, how can I put this, like, all this negative energy that's going on? Because at that point, like, I couldn't sleep. I was literally, like, the week it happened, I was literally living off of Starbucks. I couldn't sleep right, and it was just, like, not quite the best part. So I was like, let's just cover this up with a bunch of positive quotes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that's, like, the natural instinct on Instagram sometimes. It's just like, oh, I'm, like, not feeling great. Oh, positive quote. Like, it's just, like, not really... 
I don't know. I think it's great to be positive, but it's also good to be transparent, which is, I guess, what we're going to talk about more. But the issue with blogging is that you sort of can't escape Instagram. So when people are like, oh, we'll just take like a break from social media, like, okay, but like, this is where I get paid. I make money on Instagram. So I can't just disappear for like a month. I need to be on Instagram. So I wanted to talk a little bit about why bloggers need Instagram because it's like this catch-22 where you're like, well, sometimes Instagram doesn't make me feel great, but like I can't just leave, so great. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely can be hard. Like Facebook is another one of those for me. Like I want to delete my Facebook so bad, but I'm like, what am I going to do with my Facebook page? Even though I don't use it that often, like, a lot of brands... I don't use mine either. I've left it. Yeah. A lot of brands, like, require Facebook posting yes. or, like, Instagram posting. And it's, like, how, how can you really stop if you, like, need that? And that's a part of, like, how you live and survive. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, because I, I don't even touch my Samantha Ability Facebook page. It means nothing to me. It is, like, a wasteland. But I have a campaign coming up in two weeks where I need to post on it. So, like, you can't just delete it. Like, I have to be there. Um, and that sucks. But it is also a really good tool. Not necessarily Facebook. I think t- Facebook is a toxic wasteland, yeah, except, really like, in um, community groups. I really like community groups, but I do not, like, don't do anything else on Facebook. Uh, but I think it's a really good way to build trust, like, especially on Instagram. I really like interacting with, like, people who uh, make me feel good or, like, other bloggers or people in my audience. And it's, like, a way better way to connect with the audience. I love using stories to, like, share updates without really worrying about, like, making everything look perfect. I share stuff about my blog, my podcast. I, like, get questions, answers. Like, that's one of my favorite tools for that. So it's not all bad. Yeah, I'm, like, not a super huge feed poster on Instagram, but I really love stories, and that's, like, where I'm getting, like, the most of my stuff from Instagram, and also sometimes I do lives. I'm trying to get into doing more Instagram lives, because when Periscope was really big, I was, like, always on there doing, like, unboxings. I really liked Periscope when it first started. I don't really use it anymore, even though it kind of still exists, um but I didn't know it still existed I think Twitter owns it or something and a lot of people still periscope but it's like not as big um or I don't know if Twitter owns it or they have like some kind of stake in it um but yeah so I've been trying to get into more Instagram lives as well I think there are ways to use Instagram like even if you're like kind of wanting a break from it to kind of choose the best parts of Instagram that actually make you happy. Yes, that's a good point. And so let's now, since we talked about the good parts, let's talk about the bad parts. So I identified um, four things that I find really troubling with Instagram. So the first one is the comparison game, obviously. Like when I, I have this so much when I see like those fashion lifestyle posts and I'm like, I don't know how to buy clothes like this. Like I'm wearing a t-shirt and this is the extent we get here. So like I just can't. I can't relate and I find it very frustrating, especially because that goes into my next point. There's like this look that bloggers seem to need. Like you have to look a certain way. You have to be like a certain body type. You have to be super, I don't know, like super tan all the time. Or you have to always be like in the perfect outfit, like that's perfectly staged. And like, that's just not how I can live my life. So I have a really hard time with that. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely hard. I'm... (laughs) I'm super messy, so, like, literally on, like, stuff where, like, I have, like, light shirts, I'm always having, like, makeup stains on my shirt, and I'm just, like, edit them out, (laughs) um, but, yeah, I just, it is definitely a comparison game, especially because, like, it's, Instagram is so much luck, and I think we don't talk about how lucky you have to be to be successful on Instagram, like, so many people... Or, like, money. Money is a big part of Instagram. Money. It's money. Let me just... Money (laughs) is the one. A lot of it is buying followers. Even if you're not directly Mm -hmm. buying followers, you're paying into these huge, like, giveaways, things like that. It's all money. I I believe in this. And luck. You're right. Like, sometimes it's right place, right time. Something just takes off and you don't know why. Like, that happens so much. And I hate when people are like, oh, I just... I built this, like, all myself. Like, no, you didn't. Calm down. Like, it's so much, like... Oh, finding the right hashtags before they take off, or like you said, buying into those giveaways. Okay, like we can't all like put in like three hundred dollars a month into like these big giveaways. Like I know about you, but I don't have that kind of scratch. (laughs) 
Yeah, I saw one giveaway. They were giving away like a trip to Italy and it cost like $15,000 and people, the buy-in must have been like a thousand bucks. And I was like, who, like who? It's no, it's like not worth this. Also, that's like not really a good way to get followers because those people aren't really interested in your content. It's a lot of problems with it. I consider big, big, huge giveaways like those big group ones to be similar to buying followers because it's the same concept. Um, I really don't like them and it's the worst. But also I see so many big influencers like spouting out like these generic tips for like how to succeed on Instagram. And they're always like, find your why. Oh, that's my favorite one. Uh, or like, <laughs> just like use hashtags or like comment on people's posts. Like, okay, no though, like that's fine. That's great. But this is, let's not pretend you're gonna get some big following because of this alone. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it it definitely takes quite a few different um, techniques to actually become more successful. And I've not found those techniques. <laughs> and following my why has not helped me. Follow, if someone wants to pay someone to help them follow their why, please pay me and I will just tell you your why. Because I think that's the biggest scam I've ever heard in my life. That's my favorite. But okay, the next two problems I found with Instagram are the pressure to buy more. This one kills me. Um, I have like a Disney account and I'm always in like the Disney fandom, quote unquote, which sounds lame, but it's like a huge Instagram thing. And all I see on there is like so much pressure to buy things, buy the latest like clothes, buy the latest like random trinket that no one needs, buy like these expensive experiences or like you're not doing it right. And the same with like fashion influencers. I see this especially with fashion or like makeup. There's always something new, like you need to just hoard as much as you can. Like there's so much like, look at all my outfits. They're like perfectly displayed in my room. Like I don't even have enough clothes to like fit on a rack like that. But the idea that you always need to be buying something fresh and new is really toxic. And I notice that like I start to get this urge to buy more when I'm on Instagram more. Yeah, and Instagram ads don't help either because... No, they definitely don't. I think, I feel like you, I'm seeing way more ads now and... I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, get out of that. Like, sometimes I'll screenshot them instead of, like, buying from them. So I'll tell Instagram. But Instagram probably knows when I screenshot stuff, too. I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's just really, there is so much consumerism and stuff, especially, like you said, in the fashion and the lifestyle um, and beauty spaces. And I follow a lot of those blogs. I just try to know, like, I'm always, like, a... I'm not always a budgeter, but, like, lately I've been, like, budgeting, like, exactly how much money I have to make sure I'm not, like, spending out of control. And also just things like that don't really impress me that much or, like, I just don't have the money to waste on, like, all the palettes in the world. I'm gonna get, like, what I want when I want and, like, find ways to save on it. Um, But I understand that there's a lot of people who are obviously not that... Like, it's really hard when you're around these influencers because, like, they're influencing you to buy these things. And a lot of the times, like, you're actually feeling like they're your best friend or that, like, they would never see you wrong and that they have the best products and that they're always going to show you and stare you the right way when that's just not always necessarily the truth. Yep, I have this. And then the best example I have of this is me being a dumb 14-year-old and, like, watching beauty YouTubers. Like, that was back when, like, beauty YouTubers were really big, like, just starting to get really big. I would watch, like, Juicy Star and, like, all these random ones that I I don't even know if they're relevant anymore because I don't watch. But um, they used to do, like, their tours of, like, their makeup space. And they have, like, a whole desk, a whole, like, dresser full of makeup, and I thought that was normal. Like, when I was 14, I had, like, my small supply of makeup, and I used to think, like, oh, I always need more. I need more, and I would, like, bug my mom, and I would just, like, think this was normal. I would ask for makeup for, like, every birthday, every Christmas. Like, I don't even, I would barely use any of it. Like, I used 10%, and then I kept this mindset, like, through college, and then, like, only recently I've been, like, okay, I'm not buying any more. Like, this is, I don't use any of it. I save it. I don't use it. I have, like, three five pallets in my bathroom that I don't touch like some of it has to be stored under the sink like I have that much and I don't use it so I was like you know what I'm gonna just like be really conscious I and I'm very careful with what I buy now the same with clothes but like that idea that that is so normal to just like accumulate that much stuff I think is really toxic yes and it's also really hard because when you're thinking about these people like often the same people posting will be getting a lot in PR or they'll be buying some, but, like, getting... Yeah, yeah but they're not buying it all, so it's, like, yeah, an illusion. Sure. Like, especially when you're talking about, like, those top 
uh, beauty people, top fashion people. A lot of that is being sent to them in the mail. And I really like being sent stuff, but I don't really post about too much because I don't have a ton of clothes that I'm just sharing all the time. Um, that's just not the kind of person I am because most of the time I'm like wearing something for like two days in a row and it's really bad. <laughs> Me too. I do that too. And I wish it was more common. Like I have so many issues like posting the same outfit picture, especially if it's on a different day. Cause sometimes I'll be like, they're going to see that I wear the same shirt like twice, which obviously is a normal thing, but for some reason it doesn't feel normal on Instagram. So sometimes I just force myself to do it. Cause I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do this now. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a, a problem. And then my last is, uh, issue with Instagram is the feeling of not being good enough, which I think just goes into like everything else we said here. So we will move on. So, um, I think one of my, this is a controversial opinion, perhaps. I don't think Instagram is real blogging. <laughs> Someone come fight me on this. But I think that a lot of the times you see these top Instagrammers and you assume these are the best bloggers, like in their niche, they're, they're dominating. But they're really not. Like if you, very rarely, sometimes they are, but very rarely do they have amazing profitable blogs alongside their Instagram which is fine if they're planning to just like monetize their Instagram I think a lot of them do and that's cool but a lot of the times they're like oh I'm a blogging pro like I do all this blogging stuff but like very rarely do they have really great blog posts do they have monetized blogs a lot of the times they do not or they just like don't have a lot of (laughs) views not that I don't think page views are everything but I do think it's a big difference because a lot of times they can have like 50k followers on Instagram and they get under 5,000 page views a month. I think it it just seems a bit misleading when you're like, wow, these are the top bloggers because they post so great on Instagram. But like it doesn't always carry over. So don't assume that because someone's really good on Instagram, like they have a great blog because that's usually not the case. Yeah, I would say that that's, I don't think that's, it's controversial, but I don't think it's wrong. I know it's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. um, because... <laughs> I'll see, like, a lot of people who are really great on Instagram and popular on Instagram, and they don't even really take their blog into consideration. They don't post that much on their blog, so they're not getting a lot of page views for that reason alone. But also, it's just, you have to, it's like a whole different skill set. Like, you can't have people who are both on great, like, great on both, sorry. Both on great, that sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can have people who are both. Um, great on both of the platforms but it doesn't always cross over so seamlessly um because instagram is just one platform but with the blog you need to be really good at a lot of different platforms or at least Mm -hmm. somewhat good at a lot of different platforms like you have to you know some seo you have to be kind of good at social media like there's a lot of different ways you can bring traffic to your blog so you have to kind of dip and dabble into a few of them to make it successful but with instagram You just need to be good at Instagram, in a way. Like, you just need to be good with hashtags and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, But also, it's just, like, the issue with that isn't that, like... I don't know. I'm, I think it's misleading for like new bloggers, especially. I hear a lot of people who think, oh, I can't monetize my blog yet because I don't have like 50,000 Instagram followers. Like this isn't true. There's a different, it's different, like you said. So there are more people who, brands, I guess, who want to sponsor smaller bloggers who might have a really great blog, but maybe are, are struggling behind an Instagram very rarely do I do, like, a, sometimes you'll have to do a, a Pinterest post, or not Pinterest, haha, Instagram post in addition to your, like, blog-sponsored post, but it's not, they're not mutually exclusive, like, you could do both, um, it's good to be good at both, or just one, like, it's fine, so I just feel like it's, new bloggers need to recognize that just because someone is, like, dominating on Instagram doesn't mean that there's no space for them in the blogging world, or that they also need to be, like, super killing it on Pinterest, why do I keep saying Pinterest on Instagram <laughs> in order to um, like monetize their content or be like a really successful blogger? Because I have 4,000 Instagram followers, which I consider pretty below average for, I don't know, I like the big influencers. And I have a lot of page views, not necessarily all the time, but I have had like over 100k page views. I've been very successful at monetizing my blog. So you definitely don't need to do both and don't be fooled by like these top performing Instagram pages because it doesn't necessarily translate to income. It doesn't necessarily translate to success. And rant. Yeah. And I definitely agree with your 
rant. Um, <laughs> I'm glad it's not just um, me. But yeah, so like, it's just people will be able. Like I've seen, like I've been in groups with people, and like I have such and such page views, um, and I have or I have like such and such followers. I'm gonna charge a hundred dollars. I'm like. Why would you charge $100? I charge $100. I don't have nearly the page views that you do. Like, I actually, I don't charge $100. I charge more. But yeah. like, I charge more than $100. And um, obviously, you have, like, way more Instagram followers. A lot of people just don't know necessarily how to monetize the influence that they do have. They don't know where to start. I think we are all kind of, like, feeling in the dark for this because this is a new industry that's really only been around for, like, a decade. So... We're all trying to learn, and I think we have to be clear, more clear about that. And, like, when we yeah. see those big numbers not jumping to conclusions about, like, how much money they're making. Because we really don't know. It's not a very transparent industry. Yes, and in the in the hopes of being transparent, I'm going to share the biggest win I've ever had on Instagram that I just got this week, and I just need to throw it out there. I'm not bragging. I just want to be transparent because I don't have many followers on Instagram. Like, I really don't. I have, like, my engagement is garbage. Like, I don't know why. It's just I've really, really always struggled with Instagram. But I guess brands are, like, throwing out money on Instagram. So you don't need 50,000 followers. I just want to say this because I think there's a lot of confusion. I got a $1,000 sponsorship for an Instagram post. So let's all oh, just... Oh, wow. I know. I, like, <laughs> threw a party for myself. Um, this was the biggest one I've ever gotten. I have gotten big ones before, but nothing like this. And we're just talking Instagram posts. We're not talking blog posts. I have never made that much on a blog post. So this blew my mind. Um, so that is just my fun example of being transparent. And also just don't think that just because you have a smaller following on Instagram, that there's no way to monetize because that's definitely not true. And actually, I think micro influencers are like really huge right now and more brands want that. So Fun, humble brag for the day. Yeah, and I think micro-influencers are probably a little bit better than huge influencers right now. Because if you think about the fire festivals of the world, like, those bigger influencers are getting people in trouble. If you really think about it, because they're not putting ad on their stuff. They're just saying, oh, this is thanks to this brand instead of actually being compliant with, like, legal regulations. So while those big bloggers... And those big influencers are great. Like, there's still, like, a lot to learn, especially on, like, some, like, when you go to, like, a Kardashian level, like, mm-hmm. put ad on your stuff. It's not that hard. Oh, my God. that That's a whole other podcast on the ad thing. I, there's so many confusing aspects of the FTC, but, like, for real, just put ad. Um, <laughs> if you got anything, just put ad. It's so easy. But, okay. Um, so great. That was that was my rant of the day about big Instagram accounts. I feel like they're really misleading a lot of the times, whether intentionally or otherwise. I'm not saying that every big like influencer is out here like trying to mislead people because I don't think that's the case. Um, I do think that a lot of newbies especially just like see them and they assume things, but that's not really the case. So just just think about that. Some food for thought. Um, so our, uh, the next part I wanted to talk about is more like actual advice. So how can bloggers actually stay authentic on Instagram despite this comparison game? So I thought we could talk a bit about our strategies. My first one is obviously to just use Instagram stories. I feel like it's so much less filtered, although I hate talking on Instagram stories. And if you've seen me do it, like I apologize because I don't know why I can't talk like normally, but I cannot. Yeah. Instagram stories is one of, like, as you know, one of my favorite things. I probably go on Instagram stories every day, if not every other day, just depending, like, sometimes when I'm wearing a shirt two times in a row and I didn't want to change. I was <laughs> like, oh, Instagram stories, I'll, I'll go to you tomorrow. I, I don't want to change out of this shirt, and I don't want you to judge me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, um, I do love Instagram stories. There are so many cool things about it, and I don't. Like, sometimes I'll use, like, the filters that they give, but I really don't use filters that much on Instagram stories. I'm just kind of there, and I'm talking. Um, It's just, like, a really fun way, and you can, and there are ways to, like, I don't really do a lot of, like, trying to find other people on Instagram stories, but there are ways to, like, even find new audience members on, on Instagram stories. It doesn't have to be something where it's, like, between you and your audience. You can do it and at the same time find other people with like hashtags on Instagram stories and using like uh, location filters on Instagram stories because sometimes you'll pop up in like the location story or the hashtag story. 
So there are still ways to like find new people, even when you're using Instagram stories. So, yeah. hmm, I actually didn't think about that. I've definitely used the location one um, when I, I like to use it when I travel because I like to look up the location tag and then like launch all the stories for that day. I don't know why I do that all the time. But I like stories just, I watch stories more than I look at Instagram, I think. Like if I see someone I really enjoy like following posted on Instagram stories, like I'm, I'm there. Like that's my addiction. I have to see what they say. Like I love it. I don't know why. It's just so much more like personal, I guess. But my next tip is to avoid um, over filtering. So I can tell, like it's quite obvious to me when someone has over filtered or over edited. And I, there's a Reddit page for this and it's wonderful. It's called um, Instagram reality or something. I highly recommend and you look at it it's for like people who facetune their photos like way too much and they'll like point out sometimes the original versus like what they did in the picture and it's pretty pretty good to see because even like these big models like people who you think the last people who would ever need to do this like are doing it too and I think it's just harmful I've caught myself doing this before like if I ever post a bathing suit photo or if I like I, I don't know sometimes something weird's going on and I just like feel crappy about myself because that's how it works and I'll be like wow I should just like edit that out but I try not to um, I think it's misleading and I, I prefer when people seem more authentic on their page like no one expects you to be perfect and it's sort of nice and like human to see people with flaws yeah so I call this my temporary rule um, for how I edit my photos not just like editing like filters but if I'm going to edit something out I think of it as like if it's a temporary flaw like if it's like a zit on my face or like a hair is going whack or if I got a makeup stain on my shirt like I will edit that out because that's not a permanent aspect of my appearance but if it's like more extreme than that I would say don't or if you do be honest about it because I think it's really crappy and misleading when you're just like, I look this way, but in real life you don't. And I know everyone's like an adult and they're entitled to do their own thing, but just like we need to take responsibility sometimes because we're on Instagram and we have this platform. So like if you're putting that out into the world, just think about it. <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say that. And I know like I used to edit my pictures a lot more like Back when I was using PicMonkey, <laughs> and I now use um, shoot, I just forgot what I use. It's an Adobe program to edit all my stuff. It's Lightroom, um, and it's a lot harder to like do all those like tiny little edits on Lightroom. Um, oh, you like, gotta you... get into that 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 one feature. What is it like the uh, the selection tool and the healing feature? Oh, I'm I'm yeah. there all the time. I do do the healing feature like to do like when I have like a stray hair or like when I'm editing yeah. out like a makeup stain. But, like, other than that, like, I don't really go too deep into, like, you know, because I used to, like, do, like, every single thing. I was, like, edit out all the, everything. Like, I would just, and I edit, like, so much more, like, even to the point, like, sculpting a little bit. And it was, like, not great. I think everyone has done it. I I personally think you, everyone should do it to see how easy it is. Yeah. And so, but after I stopped using PicMonkey and I started using Lightroom more, I, like, stopped doing as much editing. And I found that I really liked the pictures. I, I did a lot more because when I was using, like, this stuff and I used to do more editing, like, it was actually starting to, like, change, like, my perception of myself in, like, mm-hmm. a negative way. Because I was like, oh, I can just fix this issue and fix this issue and fix that issue. And Yeah, um, it's not a good, it's like a downward spiral. You it think really, it's harmless, but it's not. It really is. And then plus on top of that, like you begin to like, it took me like so much longer to edit pictures because I was like, well, this is not really that perfect. Or this is not really that perfect. And I was much more nitpicky and it took me like two hours to edit pictures like on Lightroom once I like find like the, the, the like filter. Cause I kind of did like a natural edit on Lightroom. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like just a, a natural glow and kind of like smoothing a little stuff out, but it's not like crazy. Um, Mm -hmm. and it takes me, like, way less time to edit on Lightroom, even though it's, like, an Adobe program. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, Lightroom's the best. My mom has started editing her photos. Like, I don't know what app she got, but she needs to calm it down. I could always tell, and I always screenshot it and send her a picture, because she started, like, smoothing her face. Like, very, very obvious. Like, she is not good at it. And, like, putting (laughs) those whiteners on her teeth, so they look, like freakishly white and I'm always like what are you doing so I always send it to her and I'm like you know everyone can tell like this is too obvious um yes so that's just me calling her out I just don't think it I don't think it looks great I don't know I think you'll end up doing more harm to good not just for yourself but for your followers 
Like, it's fine to edit small things. I think that's completely fine. I just think you need to take responsibility when you make the decision to, like, make drastic changes. And don't be like my mom. I don't know your mom, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. You don't need to. She has horrible Instagram problems. Okay, so the next one I think is a good strategy is to not be afraid to post something truthful, even if it's not positive. So this goes back to like what we were talking about at the beginning with your your month of positivity. But I think sometimes it helps to not be positive. Like I, I, I say it all the time, but I'm not a positive person. Um, I like doing sarcastic, like realistic captions. I like telling people that I feel like crap or that I have like depression problems. Like I think that's helpful to share that side of myself. And I personally respond better to people who are more well-rounded like that. I like following positive people, but at the same time, I, if they're positive 100% of the time, like, that freaks me out. I don't know. I, I can't trust you. Like, I feel like that's too fake. If that's all you ever are saying, you're like, wow, everything's going great. My life is amazing. Like, okay, like, I don't need to be a part of this. Thank you. Um, that's how I feel. I have, like, <laughs> a, a, a good mix. I'm, like, a genuinely, like, I'm kind of interested in myself unapologetically happy like but I understand that that my happiness is a lot different from like maybe what other people think because I think like even though like I have my bouts of depression I'm like still overall like 80 to 90 percent happy so I consider myself a happy person even though some of those times like I have this downward days and spirals and things like that like I still have those issues um but I've just always been like that kind of person like my resting face is it for the longest time was just a smile and I'm not sure I think it's kind of dissipated a little bit now due to like you know living (laughs) um but uh yeah so um but I don't know I just like I'm I think that you kind of have to if you're having a bad day like stop don't like necessarily like avoid Instagram because you're not having like the peppiest day um, because I think a lot of happy people, like, that's their, like, inclination is to just, like, log off of Instagram or social media, like, when they're having those bad moments. But I think that you can use that as, like, a way to tell your audience, hey, I have those bad moments, too, and I'm not just gonna, like, slink away and, like, go into my cave and, like, be by myself because I'm not happy. Yeah, like, you recently posted something about your freelance career, about how, like, just a reality of what was happening, and I think stuff like that is really, really important for just, like, connecting people, showing that, like, even though things go really well sometimes, like, they don't always, and that's just part of it, and it's fine, and, like, you'll be fine, but it's it's good to, like, level the truth like that sometimes, because, I don't know, people like to, to connect with, like, real people, so real people have bad days, and that is my book titles, thanks. Yeah. And it is really easy to, like, just remove yourself. But don't. Like, people need that. And you'll show people, like, what it's like to actually be a person instead of just being, like, a robot of happiness. And I think most people think that their audience doesn't want to hear about their bad days. But your audience, like, they care about you and they want you to be, like, the best version of yourself. Or at least, like, if you're making a real connection with those people, they are. So don't be afraid to tell people about, like, everything. Yeah, I mean, obviously you shouldn't, like, go into unnecessary detail about, like, every small event in your life. But yeah. I think it's totally... I, I appreciate when people, like, come out and they're like, oh, I haven't been on Instagram recently because, like, I'm feeling really down. Or, like, something about mental health or something like that. I just think we need more transparency. But I do think we're moving in that direction. I see it a lot more, both on stories and, like, in the captions. People are more open and, like, talk about what's going on. Which is great. Like, I don't think you need to, like, share your personal life excessively with people on Instagram. But as a blogger, you sort of put yourself on display like that. So it's completely okay if you don't want to post your inspirational quote of the day. And if you would rather post something a little more real. And just be honest in your captions. I like when people tell me, like, the reality in the captions. Like, if you needed to take a hundred photos to get this one where your face doesn't look, like, messed up, which is me every time... I I like to point that out because I think everything looks so picture perfect on Instagram and you're like, wow, everything is great all the time. But in reality, I worked really hard to get this like one photo and I really didn't feel like posting it or like I didn't have a great day. So just like, it's okay to admit that in your captions. 
And for our last section yes. here, we have a little section about how bloggers can protect their mental health and confidence on Instagram. And I've gotten a lot better with this. I used to struggle a lot with confidence on Instagram and feeling like I needed to look a certain way. But now the best way to deal with this is to just follow people who actually make you feel good. I had to delete like half of the people from my high school who... I would see, like, succeeding. This is sad, but I would see them, like, succeeding, like, having all these career opportunities. Or, like, a lot of them were really wealthy because I went to a really, um, a very nice, like, private boarding school. So, and I was on scholarship. So, like, I, I wasn't out here, like, getting any of these crazy internships or, like, doing all these crazy things. Like, that wasn't me because I just can't afford it. And so I would see a lot of these girls who, like, were doing all these crazy internships and, like, partying in New York City or, like, going on tours of Europe and I was just, like, hanging around. So unfollowing those people, like, did me so much good. Just being like, you know what, this isn't healthy for me to see anymore. Like, I just can't be surrounded by this all the time. I don't like comparing myself to you. Like, this isn't healthy for me. So just knowing that you're not obligated to follow anyone. Sometimes it feels like you have to because you know them or you used to know them. Or they did, they commented on your picture once or like they followed you once. So you're just like, I have to follow them. But you really don't. Don't feel obligated to follow anyone. And that's my high school problem. <laughs> Even, like, I'm just so glad I have like, actually have two Instagram accounts. Like one's my more personal account. Oh, you're so smart. You're so it's just because I started this one in like 2015. Um, after I graduated college, I started the Happy Arkansans one. Um, but yeah, but I still have that one, and I don't actually go on it that much, honestly. If it didn't have like all my overly filtered college memories, I'd probably delete it. But it has everything, so I'm keeping it. <laughs> Um, and then, like, yeah, it's just really hard, and, like, this follow-for-follow follow society. It's like, oh, you didn't follow me. What's going on? And, like... Oh, my gosh. I had this one girl comment on... I guess she followed me, and I followed back. I don't know. I don't know the situation. But she, like, kept posting on all of my images. Like, you follow, unfollow. You unfollowed me. Like, how dare you? Now I'm gonna spam you. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I, I just wasn't interested in your content. Like, why are you attacking me? I don't understand why that's such, like, a, a stigma around unfollowing people. Like, sometimes I'm just not interested in your content anymore. It's, like, nothing personal. Calm down. Yeah, and then a lot of people, a lot of bloggers, will like can't like message you and I'm like don't do that if someone follows you just like yes. just bow out peacefully and be like okay they unfollowed me like it's nothing to do yeah, with you it's okay like it's okay it's fine like you don't want people following you who aren't interested in your content so I'm always like oh I mean like at least I don't have like a worse engagement right now I don't know it's fine like people gotta calm down yeah and I but I think it's just like in this like world like I feel like people are unfollowing like seems to be like more than they're following and i think a lot that's what a trend that a lot of people are seeing so they're like i don't need any unfollowers right now so i'm just gonna like hop on every unfollow and like ask why you unfollow but like that doesn't make me want to follow you back any back any better yes. like i'm just yeah. trying to reclaim my feet a little bit here sorry um yeah. yeah, oh, same same thing. I do that all the time. I just, like, sometimes I'm not interested in the content anymore. Maybe I was a month ago, maybe I'm not now. Like, I sometimes just delete people because of that, and it has nothing to do with them or anything. Like, I'm not looking closely at their follower numbers to make sure they match up. Like, that's, I don't know, it's not my responsibility, so I don't know. I just hate when they take it so personally. So definitely don't take it personally if someone unfollows you. Like, just take it as, like, a good thing because now you have a more engaged audience, and that's all that matters anyway, so don't message anyone. <laughs> yeah, please don't message me unless you want to talk. Then you can message me. I love this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh, also, please don't follow me to sell me something on your pyramid scheme. I can't take it anymore. Yeah, I really don't want those messages either. I'm good. I I, I don't want to store a bunch of products that I'm not going to use. So, thanks. I lead them all now. <laughs> <laughs> I just lead Because I have a blog post about, like, why I hate pyramid schemes. And I feel like if they just, like, took one second to look at my Instagram, they would know. So they're not even taking that second. So now I'm going to waste their time, too. I don't it's really funny to me but um yeah so maybe don't do that but also just don't don't take it personally when people unfollow you and be confident in unfollowing people who you don't want to see anymore like I don't care if it's your grandma your aunt your friend from high school who you've never talked to in five years like feel like you could unfollow these people if you're not feeling good when you see their content like you don't need that in your life yes yeah <laughs> 
Um, and then my thing is just, like, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. I think unless they just, like, use, like, Instagram giveaways to, like, skyrocket to the top, oh. which they probably could. There's probably a few people who did that or, like, bought Instagram followers. Most of us, like, genuine con- people who want to make genuine connections, we all start from zero and we work ourselves up from there. Or, like, we start at zero, then we go to 1,500, then we go to, like, 1,300. Then we maybe sometimes get up to 1,500 again. Um, But, yeah, so, like, just don't feel, um, don't compare, don't fall into that comparison trap. Because, like, you just don't know how long it took them to build that up. And you don't know how much work they put into that. And, yeah, it's just not a good idea to compare yourself and to... Like, especially to someone else's middle or someone else's end, you really don't know what they're going through on their side. So just, like, calm down. If you see someone like, thousands of followers or millions of followers, that's awesome for them. And I don't know if you can get there because I'm going to be honest. Like, not everyone can be there. (laughs) As rude as that is. No, you really can't. Um, It's true. It's true. Like, I probably am never going to be that person who has, like, 50,000 followers. I just don't lead that, like cool of a life i would be happy with five thousand followers <laughs> um but yeah so like it's everyone is at their own rate and like we said earlier like just because you have a good instagram following it doesn't translate to everything else so um just work on what you're good at and then hope for the best <laughs> Yeah, just just hope. Um, yeah, I agree. I really don't think the majority of us are going to be in the fifty thousand area. Just it just won't happen. It can't because then it would be too oversaturated, and that's just how it is. But it's totally cool to be a micro influencer, yeah. and it's even more cool to focus on your blog. Like as a blogger, you have other things going on. Like it seems like Instagram is where it's at, but it's really not. Uh, there are so many other places. Like become really active on Pinterest. Become really active on YouTube. Like YouTube is a great other platform mm-hmm. where you can grow, or Twitter, or maybe Facebook. But I don't know about that. Um, I just think there's so many other platforms that it doesn't always have to be Instagram all of the time. And there's money to be made in when like tons of other areas of blogging. So you can produce content in so many other ways. You can make a podcast. You can yeah. <laughs> you can go do a ton of different things. And these are all really up and coming. And you don't need to just fixate on Instagram. And especially if yesterday shows us anything, like Instagram isn't permanent. It, you can't really count on it to be here forever because it probably won't be. Something else is going to come along or just it will just stop happening because of all the privacy laws. Like, it's just, you can't count on it. So don't make it, don't put all your eggs in this one basket and be like, this is the be all, end all of like online content because it's definitely not. And that's my rant. So you have one more yeah. tip. And mine is like take breaks when you need to or take micro breaks take mini breaks take long breaks yeah and i like micro breaks yeah like just take the day off like go outside for a little bit or you know just find like i said find ways to use instagram that make you happy for me that like i said i love instagram stories i really post them i feel like two to three times a week i'm not one of those like everyday posters just because i don't have the mental energy to do that but like i love instagram stories and i do that like every single day you can be on instagram live every day if that's what you want to do you can be on igtv i'm trying to do more igtv now like there are so many ways to use instagram and instead of like posting you could also engage more like there is a bunch of different ways yes, to use instagram um and so if you want to take a break but you don't want to like log off of instagram just find a way find the parts of instagram that make you the most happy and utilize those instead of like finding instead of like trying to post on your feed like 24 7 if it's not bringing you happiness because i know the feed just doesn't bring me the same amount of happiness as other parts of instagram do i totally agree i haven't even thought about engagement but i know i do that because sometimes i am the kind of person who tries to post every day because i don't know i've read somewhere and someone's like post every day it's one of those bogus lies that people who have a lot of followers like tell everyone else but it really does nothing um and i'm always like freak out I get a lot of anxiety like if I don't post every single day because I'm like oh everyone's gonna ditch me which obviously is not true and every time that I take a few days off like literally nothing happens it feels like the world is gonna end but it has not ended yet so 
it's fine. <laughs> and I, I like what you said about just engaging with other accounts. Like, that's a great time to, like, explore different hashtags or find other people in your niche or to, like, connect with other bloggers. Like, that's a great way to interact with Instagram without really worrying about producing your own content or stressing about, like, your own like count. Like, just set that aside for a minute and, like, focus on some other people. Focus on your interests. I love using Instagram to look into things that I really like. I love books. I love travel. I love interior design. Like, I like looking up those things and just, like, letting myself get lost in those and not worrying about anything because I'm not in those niches, so they don't matter to me. So I don't have this comparison game of, like, oh, this interior decorator has 100,000 followers. Like, I'll never get to this point because it doesn't matter. It's just fun to look at pretty pictures and just (laughs) live in that world for a little bit. Um... Yes, so definitely don't feel like you need to always be posting or you need to always be creating new content. Sometimes when I see these crazy big influencers who post, like, these super curated pictures all the time, and I have to wonder, like, those are great pictures and they look amazing, but is this what they're doing with, like, all of their time? Because I don't want to do that with all of my time. Is that I don't know, it sounds sort of exhausting. So at the same time, it's good to not be all in that much because that has to consume a big percentage of their life and I just don't need that (laughs) so at least I don't have to deal with that yeah that's true I don't want to be a 24-7 creator I don't like to be in front of the camera that much so (laughs) me neither oh I hate it um but they and I mean that's totally cool if that's what they're really passionate about I just see it consume people's lives sometimes where they'll like plan their entire week around creating content and I just, that does not appeal to me. So I guess it's good (laughs) that it's not my full-time job. Is there any other tips that you could think of to contribute to Instagram? Just have fun with it and like, don't take it so seriously. I know know that it's like us content creators, we want to like build our Instagram and have like this awesome feed and like live this awesome life for the gram and like try to find these experiences so we have more content to post on Instagram like, if it's not, like, if you're not having fun with it or not, like, you know, like, if it's not bringing you joy anymore, like, you kind of have to sit it down for a little bit until it does because I don't want you guys going into debt over, like, trying to find the perfect Instagram feed or, like, you know, having, like, doing all these crazy things and, like, risking your life for the Instagram because you're not going to get that many likes. You know, save that for when you get, like, 100,000 likes or something. Maybe you jump (laughs) off a building when you get 100,000 likes. Um, But, yeah, so, like... (laughs) (laughs) That's the only way you'll grow. (laughs) For being honest, it really is the only way to grow. I know, but it does seem like every every time you have to do something bigger and better and crazier and crazier, and there's always going to be something crazier to do, but maybe you don't. (laughs) yeah let's all just not do that so that's the moral of this is just don't just don't just give up (laughs) it's true it's true i feel like i invest too much in instagram and it doesn't really get much back and i'm just like okay this is just where we're at i don't know i just saw this course the other what's not the other day i've been talking about this course a lot like if you if you know me in real life i have i've only mentioned this course like fifteen thousand times um, it's like a really big Instagrammer who offers it. It's like some kind of Insta- like grow your Instagram course, but it's it's garbage. Like I'm just going to say it's it's actually garbage. Um, like uh, one whole part of the course is finding your why, and it's like that kind of generic stuff. It's just like oh, use hashtags, ha ha ha. This that uh, you'll grow, but then like most of the people in the course are just like people who either don't have a blog. Don't only post pictures of their cat or like just like don't have any content creation skills so they're just not gonna make it and I think it's scammy of these people to like really sell this dream and they're just not gonna make it like it sounds harsh but they're not gonna make it like you're not gonna make it posting really bad photos of your cat you're just not and that's how I feel about that but also just unless no. like your Instagram was really bad photos of my cat because people follow just yes. anything okay yes <laughs> You would have to market that as your niche. You would have to really stick to that. But otherwise, no. Um, yeah, we had, um, what was it? We had Charlie in here from College Life Made Easy on my podcast, like, earlier last year. And she has an Instagram account that's just, like, pictures of senior labs. <laughs> like, senior lab 
dogs, not just, like, labs, but, like, aging dogs. And she has, like, 15,000 followers on this account. And it's pretty crazy, but, like, I get it. Because if you really niche down like that, it'll work. But unless you're trying to niche down on, like, bad pictures of your cat, like, you need skills. You need to be in the right place at the right time. Like, it's all an illusion. Like, all these big influencers, honestly, they're buying followers. They're buying these giveaways. They're just, like, uh, it's all it's all a lie. It's an illusion on the internet. <laughs> it really is. I look into it a lot. I also, one of my recreational hobbies is to take, like, a really big <laughs> Instagram account or, like, a medium-sized one and put it into, like, Social Blade and see how it's grown mm-hmm. or like fallen and you can tell when they bought followers like I will pinpoint the moment and I always want to just like screenshot it and sell it and like send it to them I don't know why I should just move on with my life and get a hobby but for some reason that like brings me <laughs> brings me joy I definitely can understand that because I'm like yeah you but because a lot of those people are like I have so many followers look at me and like I see a lot of India from your account and i, <laughs> yes, I don't know a lot of the like, same profile i don't know if that's like your target demographic because it kind of seems like your target demographic <laughs> is like millennials in arkansas or like millennials in the united states but i don't really see a lot of that like on your account so like oh maybe gosh, you need to like yes. do some digging here <laughs> I love that. That's so passive aggressive. I always want to like respond to them and be like, oh, weird. Like these are some really legitimate accounts. Um, yeah, it's pretty blatantly obvious when you buy followers. So don't do it. Just don't do yes, it. Don't do that. Um, it's not worth it. You don't need 15,000 like random bot accounts to be following you. Um, it doesn't help. So, yes, this was our lovely organized episode on uh, <laughs> Instagram survival guides for bloggers. It was me just yelling, yelling about Instagram and why I think it's all a scam. So now that we've done that, let them know where they can find you. Uh, you could follow me on Instagram at the Happy Arkansan. Um, most are at the Happy Arkansan, except for some like Twitter, which is Happy Arkansan, because I couldn't, couldn't fit the the. Yay. Um, and then you can also follow me on my blog at thehappyarkansan.com. And, yeah, just search for The Happy And your Arkansan. new podcast. Oh, yeah, and my podcast is The Happiness Looks Like Me Podcast. It's available everywhere, Apple, Google, Spotify, which is my favorite place, and um, pretty much Stitcher, everywhere you can find podcasts. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you really enjoyed it and definitely subscribe here or anywhere you listen to podcasts and for sure check out Amanda's podcast, The Happiness Looks Like Me podcast. It's really good and I highly recommend it. And yep. (laughs) So follow me on Instagram so we can continue this conversation. Um, I'm trying to post more videos on Instagram. If you've seen it, I apologize because it's the worst. But, um, yeah, so let's let's continue this on Instagram. Let's make Instagram a healthier, more successful place for everyone and just call it a day because we can't really win. It's a little platform. Like, it shouldn't control our lives. So let's all just remember that on this lovely Thursday. And, yep, I hope you have a productive week. Bye. <laughs>